Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Welcome to the Auburn Live podcast, your home for bold, insightful, and honest conversations around Auburn athletics. Where you go? Hey, how about you, everybody? Welcome into this week's edition of the Auburn Live Recruiting Show. I am your host, Jeffrey Lee, Senior Recruiting Editor of Auburn Live on 3. If you're not a member of that site, you're absolutely missing out, folks. You probably think the guys, uh, the coaches on the road this week, they, you, you might think that they're going to another college to coach. Did, did you guys catch any of this? I did not. No? On I Twitter, so. I was like, yeah, Ron Roberts headed to Mississippi. Like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. He, he's leaving. That didn't last long. Oh, my God. <laughs> It's a terrible way of wording it, Jeffrey Lee. It's a terrible way of wording it. The dude's using a recruiting graphic of him going to War Eagle, headed to Mississippi. Anyways, don't be like those guys. Be an informed fan. Join Auburn Live on 3 right now, $29.99 until September. So you do not make a fool of yourself like some folks did. Yeah. No apologies. Uh, Hey. All right, folks, we've got some things to talk about this week. The closing of the transfer portal, some 2024 offers. 2024 is coming in again next weekend for a big junior day. To help me discuss it all with you is Mr. J. Head, Mr. Cole Pinkston, and Mr. Keith Niebuhr, live in his new Ford Bronco. Lightly Lightly used. used. Lightly Lightly used Ford Bronco. How about you, fellas? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, looks like looks like me and Jay like Head are we're up in the press box at, at, at the hair. Yeah, you're right, well, man. Actually, no. you guys have, you guys have better views than the press box. Uh, so I don't think you're I don't think you're actually in it. Oh my goodness! Hey, before we get started, yeah, I heard a bunch of you guys on, on, before we started recording. We were looking for a house in or around Auburn, Opelika, and Lee County. You didn't know where to turn. I've got it for you guys. Jessica Andrus with EXP Realty, 334-704-4442. Residential uh, investment properties, sell your house. She can do it all, folks. Five-star realtor Jessica Andrus with EXP Realty. Give her a call, 334-704-4442. Tell her we sent you. Yeah. All right, folks. So uh, January 18th is coming gone. That is the deadline for entering the portal through that 45-day window that uh, began back December the 5th, I believe. It is over. So is the last day to add classes at Auburn University for the spring semester. That has come and gone. That was Wednesday as well. They coincided. It's over. Both of them. Done. Deal. Move on. So now that allows us to look and see with finality what Auburn did in this first window. The second window opens in May, May 1st to the 15th. That is your last opportunity to find a new home. If not, you'll have to wait till after the season. Auburn will probably do some more work in the May period. <coughs> Excuse me. We'll get to that. But first, let's look back at the 45-day window that Auburn <clears throat> did such a 180 from a year ago. Such a 180 from a year ago. Guys, I counted 27 official visits that Auburn used for transfers. Of those 27, 
12 of them, nearly half, are enrolled at Auburn for spring semester. Keith, you look like you're just chomping at the bit. Yeah, about this new Gatorade gum. Oh, yeah. It's supposed to give give you all kinds of energy. Yeah, man, I heard that uh, too. It's coming out in 1996. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) whatever. Anyway, <laughs> no, I mean, not a collective. You know, what I mean, maybe they need to make a little extra money these days. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, I think there's two ways of looking at it. Okay. With the transfer portal, not the gun. Overall, how did they address all their needs? C plus. But the guys they got, B plus, A minus. Mm. They just have a few more needs. They just have a few more needs they got to fill. Why? Why, why, such, why such a low grade? Well, no, that's a good grade. There's incompletes. QB. I mean, if, if you if you're looking for a QB and you don't pick a QB, you can't get it. That's right? what you're saying. Yeah, I got you. Right. So the guys they've got, A minus, B plus, very good. They just have a few more needs. I mean, we've talked about this. Jeff, Jay, Head, Cole, got a, got it. The QB room. Now they're going to know more after spring practice. Obviously, I mean, Holden Gurner, um, Robbie Ashford. These guys may surprise the hell out of them, and and they may think, okay. Maybe maybe we just need a depth piece now out of the portal. Or they may say, you know, got to go get a guy that's going to push for a starting job. So, in other words, we may they, 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 yeah, they still have needs. Edge rusher. Uh, probably still one more offensive lineman or two and, and another defensive lineman. But, uh, but, look, the guys they've got, could you have asked for much more? I mean, three, three, probable, three, three probable starters on the offensive line. That's incredible. Okay, a tight end that fits exactly what you do, exactly what you want, a running back that can kind of be a jack of all trades and help you in the special teams, uh, those hidden yardage, the yards we never talk about that really add up over the course of a big game, 10, 15 yards on a return here or there. And you just go down the line, defensive line, they finally have some depth, right? And and maybe not just depth, guys that all three of the guys they picked up could be starters. So love what they got, but let's not – Kid ourselves, they still got some more needs to fill. Absolutely, I completely agree. Completely agree with you, Cole. What you thinking, man? I, I, I'm kind of with Keith. I mean, I love I love a lot of these additions. I don't see anybody. I mean, you know, I'll just be honest. Last year, it felt like they were picking up bodies just just because they needed some extra depth, and I don't think this is that. I think this is guys that are going to contribute. I don't see a guy on this list. Of the 12, that's not going to contribute. I really don't. All these guys are going to be, you know, two deep players like we've talked about. Some of them might be, you know, bring some star power to the defense, to the offense. I, I like – I mean, I've gone through and done some film on all these guys, Justin Rogers, Dylan Wade, Brian Batie. All these guys are like – they were some of the top players where they were at. They're coming into Auburn now. So, that's a huge, huge win to me. Jay Head, I got a question for you, man. I th- we talked about this, uh, I think, on the call-in show Sunday. I think we all went through and talked about starters and too deep and stuff like that. But man, it'd be easier. Somebody asked me on the corner today, the message board. It would be easier to say, who don't you expect to start? And and, and, and of course, you can't start three defense, defensive tackles, so you got to right. think one of those guys is not. But I mean, maybe when it comes down to snaps. Like how many snaps are these guys that's going to get? Are they going to get equal to the starters? Are pretty damn close? Are they going to be big time contributors? I mean, who don't you see making a big time contribution in 2023? With what we lost moving into this next season and the needs that we have, 
I mean, I think you're talking each guy is probably looking at 300-plus snaps that we added in this class as of right now. I think that's probably what you're looking at, unless Gunnar Britton potentially gets beat out at offensive tackle with that, you know, um, with Miller. You know, it, say he were to beat him out, obviously as a backup offensive lineman, you're probably not going to get that many snaps. But if everything stays, you know, if everything's chalked, then you're talking about guys are going to be 300-plus snap guys, two deep guys, and heavy rotation players at each and every spot that we pick someone up. And I tend to agree with with Keith and with Cole. I'm probably a little bit easier grader um, in that I think this class is about a B right now, but it's incomplete because quarterback, you need somebody to be able to push Rodney at a minimum. <clears throat> yeah. Maximum, you have another starter that you're bringing in to compete for that position because quarterback play has to improve – if the team's going to improve, the quarterback position has to get better, whether that's development inside your program or you bring an exterior piece in. I also think that interior offensive line, to me, you need one more player. It's about getting the top eight. Right now, you've got about seven that I feel really comfortable with. I don't think you have eight or nine, but we'll see where we, come, where we stand coming out of spring training and then obviously on the edge. That's the biggest piece to me, and I just don't know – with it being such a premier position, that's going to be really hard to find a difference maker. But can you find a guy with the traits to be a pass rusher? Can they give you something off the edge to go along with McAllister? Can you develop Dylan Brooks? Are some of these young guys going to be able to play right away in Keldrick Fall? Um, those are things you just don't know. But spring, as Keith has said multiple times over, that's going to give us a clearer picture of exactly what you need moving forward. But you can't argue with the 12 pieces they added. Each one of these guys brings something good and different to the rooms that they're being added to, whether it's defensive tackle and you're helping shore up the run fits, whether it's linebacker and you're bringing physicality, wide receiver, you're bringing size, tight end, it's a fit and a flex Y. I mean, we just, you know, you got hits at every position. And you had to in this portal session, right? Like if you look back to the last year's portal, the January portals where we got, we got probably four difference makers in my opinion. And those four difference makers were Robbie Ashford, hmm. Jason Jones, and our DJ, starting cornerback, DJ, DJ James. James. Coy Moore was the only difference maker, in my opinion, that we truly added in the spring window. So you know that the depth is a little bit better in this January portal session. They nailed it. You know, now can they go get those other pieces? I, you know, I think so, but we'll have to wait and see. And this is where the tampering portal Starts again. I'm not saying Auburn's doing that, but, uh, you know, that's just kind of the feel. This is where the tampering portal starts and, and the assessment of needs. Go back to last year. Two of the, two of the big pickups uh, were Desalen Worsham and uh, Eugene Asante. Uh, Cole in his write-ups made Worsham sound like the next John Stallworth and made Asante sound like Lawrence Ooh. Taylor. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Easy. Easy. I've, been, no, I've, I've been busting Cole's chops about that. No, I'm, I'm totally kidding there. But, but those were two of the big pickups, right? They there brought in a linebacker. Yeah. Uh, well, Desalen Worsham did not start at his previous school, Miami. And Eugene Asante had been a starter at North Carolina but lost his job. So these were big pickups last year for Auburn. Guys that weren't even starting at their current teams. And, and uh, there's a guy, a, a guy that was on the Miami staff that ended up transferring, uh, not transferring, uh, working at another school, uh, went from the ACC to a non-Power 5 school. And I asked him late, later on about, uh, about Desalen Worship, who obviously we all like personally. And I said, well, would you have taken him to the group of five school that you work at now? And he said, no. 
and he had worked with him. He he coached with him at Miami and uh, or coached helped coach him at Miami. And so now Asante, I talked to people in North Carolina. They thought, okay, he's got some potential. He he lost his starting job because he got hurt, all that. But they weren't starters, and all of a sudden these are big pickups. Now flash forward to now, the twelve guys they had was any were any one of those guys not starters last year? The wide receiver. Um, okay, Nick Martiner. Martin? Nick Martiner. He was okay. not a starter, heavy rotation player. Um, yeah, was McAllister a starter? I'm not sure if he was a full time starter. Rotation guy too. Well, right. definitely a significant contributor on, on yeah, that all, team. All we know that. Yeah. You know. So again, Jazalem Worsham was not a contributor at Miami, and this isn't to pick on him. And Asante really had kind of fallen down the charts at uh, at North Carolina, and they were hailed as big pickups. And and it just shows you what I hate to use the cliche, what a difference a year makes. But there weren't there weren't anybody like those two guys in this group of twelve, were there? No, where you were just totally guessing. Yeah, you know, you're totally guessing. Where, where, where you're signing them off of potential and not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, you know what these guys can do. Yeah, he, you, you know, could, you could maybe say that for Demario Tolan because he didn't. Well, play that's true. That's true. But but he, but he also uh, yeah. I go ahead, Cole. Finish your thought. I'm sorry. No, he just he was starting to break in a lot as a freshman, and and that's always a good sign, especially because LSU's linebackers are pretty good. So. That's what you know about him. You just don't have a lot of snaps to watch of him to say, I, I know exactly what he brings. But you had other people after him, okay? <laughs> I'm not sure you had other yeah. people after those other guys that we mentioned. So right, uh, right. just what they did on the offensive line, we've got to see what these guys can do against SEC competition. You know, week in and week out, all three of them are from group of five programs. But Tolson, Western uh, Kentucky, Jay Head, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, both had – are known for their offenses, right? right? So those guys are used to scoring points. East Carolina, I've kind of lost track with the last couple of years. Always competitive, I do know that. So, uh, and the, but but you, with East Carolina, the Avery Jones kid, Jeffrey, and I talked about this on Inside the Twenty. Uh, you know, Brett Bielema doesn't generally. One thing he knows is offensive linemen, right? Yeah. Right? And that, I mean, you know what I mean. And he was committed to Illinois before flipping to Auburn. So, for each of these guys, you can you don't have to like grasp at straws you don't have to like guess as to why and how they can help it's pretty obvious why and how they can help and, keith, and that's a, that's a good thing keith you said uh c plus for the guys for, for this 12 this dozen how uh what would your grade be had auburn landed a, a grayson mccall or a devin leary how, oh my god a b plus yes okay. okay your biggest three need well you had god you had a lot of big needs wow quarterback yeah. o-line d-line Edge, linebacker. linebacker. Man, you had a lot of big needs. Holy cow. You didn't have a huge need at tight end. Yeah, you didn't have a huge need at tight end, I don't think. But maybe they did based on what Hugh likes to use at tight ends relative to what Harson and Gus like to use. So, I mean, they it, again, it's not that they – I'm only giving them that grade and they, up to B- minus because they still have needs. But McCall gets you – either one of those QBs gets you right to – gets you right to B+. Plus. I mean, that, would you agree? I mean, I – you can't give it an A right now. Overall, you can give the guys they have though an A. I, I, I like I like your where'd you go? There you are. I, I like yeah. how you're doing it. I, I like the overall grade, but zoning in on the guys that they did get, uh, as you yeah. said, all, yeah. all of those guys. It's hard to I look mean, at that group and not go eh, somewhere along in that A spectrum. And uh, uh, 
Go ahead, Keith. I'm sorry. I didn't no, go ahead. Go ahead. Nope. You're up. I was going to say, and even all right with a guy like Nick Mardner, who wasn't a starter last year for Cincinnati, Marcus Davis has used this guy before. He knows what he's capable of. He's taking him off of that known product of, hey, he adds a trait to my room that I don't necessarily have right now. And whether he's a starter or a heavy rotation player is kind of irrelevant because he knows how to utilize him. Same right. with Dylan Wade and the relationship that he has with Auburn's offensive coordinator. He knows exactly what that kid's capable of. He wouldn't bring him to Auburn if he didn't think he was capable of being a starter and a potential yeah. wider left tackle in this league. So invaluable that you have people on this staff that are knowledgeable of what these kids are capable of. I, I yeah. really like that aspect of it. And I think we've talked about this before, too, that, you, you know, you wonder who would have followed had they have gotten a McCall or a Leary early yeah. on there. Would you have a few more receivers? But I, I know not a ton of guys came out in the spring last year, but a lot more guys came out in the winter this year than last year, and I expect there to be a lot more guys to come out in the spring than last year. I mean, this was just the Wild West, these uh, 45 days or whatever it was. I, I think there's still going to be some good players come out in the spring. There were too many coaching changes. There were too many – a guy, a receiver may say, man, I, I've got no quarterback throwing the ball to me. Let me see who – who's got some potential out there. And, Wouldn't that you know. have been fun just to see? What what if Auburn does get that Grayson McCall that first yeah. weekend? Does, does Auburn get one more of Ra Ra, White, uh, Dante Thornton, uh, Bryson Green? Does, do one of those guys say, hey, yeah. I'm in? Uh, we'll never know. And I'll tell you well, another thing. On the spring window, it's condensed now, right? So last year was a slow yeah. trip. So you had guys kind of getting into the portal all the way up through spring practice. Now it's consolidated to a 15-day period. So you're going to have, like you said, Keith, it's going to be an explosion when that window opens post-spring. And all these kids that would have been a slow trickle, well, now it's going to come out all at one time. And Auburn's going to yeah. be a little bit more of a level playing field yeah. because potentially you get your quarterback and or Robbie shows enough in spring to be enticing to some of these other guys that may be entering the portal. Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna see like a, a guy like a Walker Howard, who the quarterback who transferred from LSU to Ole Miss. He just entered the portal last week. You're not gonna see that. I mean, guys aren't gonna be. They're gonna get right in it, I think, and and they're gonna know once it, spring practice is gonna be fresh on their minds. What worked? What didn't work? Do I like my new coach? Do I not like my new coach? Am I sick of my old coach? Do I have anybody to throw to? Do I have anybody to get me the ball? And um, and I do think that Auburn's success overall in the portal probably will be an eye opener, something they can sell to other guys. Like, hey, guys, we're going to be competitive right now, and and you and two other pieces, and we're looking at nine wins or more, you know, that kind of thing. So I think they're going to have, I think they're going to have less of a leap of faith to sell after spring practice than they did a few weeks ago. I mean, yeah, you know, we were all wondering, are any of these people going to know Hugh Freeze? And man, I mean, I guess Marty they do. Davis and- yeah, I yeah. guess they do. Yeah. yeah, Jake Thornton's a young guy. Now he got, he's got the mm-hmm. fact that that Ole Miss had one of the leading rushing offenses in the country last year, and he worked at Alabama, I believe, before that. Philip Montgomery's got a great track record, but they they're connecting with people, Hi, yeah. be it high school or transfer. They're they're clearly connecting with people. I don't think there's any doubt about that, and I expect that to continue. I'll tell you an underrated part of this: bringing in twelve guys that all can play. You know they're going to contribute in the spring. Players and coaches, they kind of look at spring and, and you go, it just feels – it's obviously important for everybody that's there, but it feels a little bit incomplete because your full team's not there, and that's normal for anybody. 
you still got people to add after spring and, and it's different now in the portal era, but you know, having all these guys, 12 more guys that can contribute plus a lot of incoming freshmen that could contribute as well. It makes spring feel a little bit more meaningful to those guys. I, I, I mean, I've been through something like that and I know sometimes you see guys playing a position where you go, okay, he's probably not going to be there during the season. Mm-hmm. He's having to fill in right now. That's how this is going. Well, now you're looking at some of these positions. Obviously, quarterback, you're not sure. But all these other positions that you help fill out, you're going, those are probably the guys that are going to be there full term. So that's that's a big piece. It's going to be one of the most interesting, intriguing springs in a while. I mean, new new coaching staff, new offense, new offensive terminology, um, whole new offensive line. Uh New defense, a lot of new defensive parts. I mean, there's just there's a lot of new a lot of newness out there. Is going to be um, and that 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 means the staff's going to have its work cut out. There's no doubt, but they're going to have a much clearer picture of of their biggest needs after that. And the and the word will percolate out, right? Yeah. That hey, I, Auburn's looking for this or looking for that. And and you know what? When they're on the road, these couple of weeks, kind of one of the unknown benefits of this is they're meeting a lot of coaches who have guys at colleges right now, and they're talking to those guys, yeah, boy, if we could just find one more cornerback. <laughs> the, word, the, word, the word miraculously seems to always get out, doesn't it? You yeah, know? It does. So right. if, I, if I was them, I'd go to the high school of, like, the top ten potential QBs that they think are going into the, into the portal after spring. I would have been at all their high schools this week. Oh, you don't have anybody? I don't guy. Who cares, man? I came to see you. You know, by the way, you know, I'll tell you what, if we had a guy like uh, Joe Jones, a quarterback now, I mean, you know, might be unstoppable. I mean, but they know what – one thing is pretty clear. We never got – and Jeffrey and I and Jay Head and Cole, I don't – Cole, I think you were – you weren't in the business yet, but you were tracking this closely. And Jay Head, I know you were tracking it. Jeffrey and I saw red flags within 10 days of Brian Harson being fi- fired, hired. Red flags already on the recruiting trail. People weren't connecting. Trevin, the Trevin Wallace situation where one coach would call him during the day and a, another coach would call him later, one from the old staff, one from the new staff, and they hadn't talked and he didn't have any relationship with the head coach. We saw all these red flags. Man, we ain't seen many red flags right now. None. You know, they're keeping stuff quiet too. I Don't get me wrong, but we're not seeing any glaring, oh, my God, what are they doing? Right. You know, any of that. And, God, we saw a lot of that early on. With I hate to say it, you hate to pile on the guy, but there was uh, not talking to, not making phone calls to guys that had just signed. Remember, that all those guys signed when Steele was the interim coach, and they only called one of them within the first, like, 10, 12 days. One. These guys already signed. They didn't even get to talk, you know, things like that. But just uh, not uh, last year, remember, when this when this January window recruiting window started, Jeffrey and I were talking about this. Harson didn't go out the first week; he went out the following Wednesday for the first time, I believe, is what it was. Mm-hmm. So it was like a five five days. He he just how many schools do you think Hugh Freeze has been to as of Wednesday yesterday? How many had he been to from the previous week? The first day he could get on the road Friday morning, he was at Little Rock Central in Arkansas to see their top what we think is maybe their top QB target, Walker White. I bet you he's so, been to fifty. I mean, he he hit seven one day. He's hit. He's been in Georgia. He's been in Mississippi. He's been in Arkansas. He's been in Alabama. Those four states we know he's been in already. And what's yes. today? Thursday. We're, we're, yeah. we're recording on Thursday, by the way. Hey, let me and, let me clarify something real okay, quick. Go ahead. Sorry about that. So so th- these kids, these these college athletes, they can say at any point, 
hey, I'm entering the transfer portal. However, they cannot be contacted until they're officially in. They can't officially go in until May the 1st if they're not in by last Wednesday at midnight. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, uh, they can, just like some of these guys prior to the opening of the December window, they can make their intention known, like, hey, I'm jumping into the portal. But should contact happen at that point, that would technically be considered tampering by the NCAA's definition. Okay. So nothing official. Uh, no visits unless you're already in the portal as of January the 18th at midnight. Correct. Okay. All right. So we've looked back at the portal. We will start looking more towards the that May 5th, May 1st portal window. Seems like we're going to have a little bit of downtime now as far as transfer portal goes. You can start concentrating on the spring practice. You can start concentrating on these junior days, these juniors coming in. We've already seen several guys come in. We saw – uh, the Alabama commitments, Perry Thompson, come in last week. Cole, who was the other guy? Uh, Martavius, Martavius Collins. Yep. yep. Both Martavius of those guys Collins. visit. Walker White came in. Keith talked to him. And, well, uh, Jeff, did I say one thing, Jeff? When you were talking about the Alabama commits, where was he freeze the other day? All over yeah, the down, Alabama commitments. All over him. Down Sarah Land, Foley, Mobile Christian. He went and saw yeah. Perry Thompson. Went and saw Sterling Dixon. Went and saw, uh, Ryan Mitchell. No, what's his name? Williams, Ryan Williams, is that it? Yeah, Ryan Williams. That's what I said. Ryan Williams. Ryan, Ryan, Ryan Williams. They've got a plan. Yeah. You know, he's got a plan. We Whoever, somebody knows over there. Well, I, th I think more than anything, what it shows you is is a guy who's been in the SEC before. He understands what recruiting is like and specifically what it's like to recruit against guys like Nick Saban's, Kirby Smart, multiple others um, that are extremely successful high-level recruiters, top-down recruiters that understand that their presence in a recruitment is as needed as the position coach or the GM, the director of recruiting, whoever else is involved. That if that head coach is not a focal point for that kid, I don't care who you're competing against. You're probably not going to be overly successful, not unless you just blow the competition away with a relationship by that position coach or potentially an offer from whoever your collective is. Uh, hey, speaking of Walker White, those 2024 quarterbacks, yes. we saw an Auburn offer another 2024 quarterback. Uh, was it today? Jake Merklinger from yes. Savannah Day. Is that right? Calgary, Calvary Day in Savannah, Georgia. Uh, top 100 player. Uh, certainly he's got the offers. I think on three he's got him ranked the number five quarterback in the country, the number 63 overall player in the country. Uh, Four-star, he's got offers from Tennessee, Florida, Florida State, Michigan State, now Auburn. This is kind of the quarterback recruiting we were expecting with Hugh Freeze, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. If I could point out one quick thing, when I interviewed Walker White the other day, who, again, we think is probably their top target, he said, it's quoted in the story, hey, I knew they were going to go out and offer other people. They were honest about that. Mm. He goes, I understand it. He goes, they can't put everything into one guy and then get left out the cold. You know? um, and so he, he understood. He, he was going to be the last person surprised by that offer that went out today to, to Merlinger. Um, but we do think Walker is really connecting with Hugh Freeze on a personal level. I mean, 
he already liked the fact that he has a great reputation as an offensive line, that he worked with Malik Willis, Chad Kelly. He liked that Philip Montgomery had offensive success at Tulsa and Baylor, where I believe in Coach Robert Griffin in third. And uh, <clears throat> so he already liked that. And he knew, he knew that Hugh Freeze um, was a big religious guy. You know, that, that, uh, I, I never can find the right words, but a person who... A faith. faith. Faith is a big deal to him, okay? It is to some people, it isn't to others, right? It is to him, and it is to Walker White. And he thought they were going to connect. He thought they were going to click, and they did. They did. And he said, I like that he wears that on his sleeve, because I do too. So when you've got all the football stuff on your side, and now you have this stuff on your side, it's hard to think, hard to imagine how Auburn is not going to be a major factor in his recruitment. But that said, there's a lot of great recruiters in the SEC. Hmm. All right, Jimbo Fisher's uh, had three first-round picks at quarterback done lately, but he's had three first-round picks, I believe, at quarterback. You know, uh, Lane Kiffin's doing it. You know, Nick Saban's and, and, and that's right. And then Clemson as well. And and uh, also, we know Jabba's a, big, a man of faith, a strong uh, person of faith too. So that could be a, a, an interesting thing to watch there. So you have to cover all your bases. But um, these are two guys that are in the South that know of Auburn and. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I, I don't think I, – I feel like he's – within a few years, we're going to say he's stacking on that quarterback. It just, it just doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen overnight. You know what I mean? And maybe Hank Brown ends up being something better than all the rankings experts thought, too, the, the signing in the 2023 class. But we're all eyes are on Walker White right now, but I'm curious to see who else they offer. Prentice Nolan, Aaron Nolan, uh, you mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, Jeff, he's going to visit – or what you mentioned, he's going to visit the next few weeks, I think. We'll see what they do there. There will probably be some other guys emerge. Um, and then we'll see who enters the transfer portal at yep. the quarterback position May 1st. You know? Hey, looking ahead to that next Saturday's uh, January 28th, Junior Day, I added a guy today uh, right before we started recording, uh, Adarius Hayes from Largo, Florida, 20, uh, 2024 four-star linebacker, top 100 overall recruit. He's coming in. Uh, the number 55 overall recruit, number 33 in the, uh, according to on three, the number three linebacker in the country. He's coming in. Keith, you've already got a, a running well, list on on three. Cameron Coleman, the four star yeah. receiver from from Central. Traveris Banks, the four star safety from Tuscaloosa. Jaden Lewis from Aniston. Chance Robinson from Fort Lauderdale. Amon Lane, of course, is coming in. A lot of guys expected to be uh, uh, headlining that uh, junior day next Saturday. Can I just say the guy you just mentioned, Jeff, the linebacker from Largo? I always forget his name. Can you give us that one more time? Darius, Darius Hayes. Hayes. I, I don't know how you got that. That's a hell of a skip. That guy may be the best player in Tampa Bay. And oh. Auburn, you know, Auburn does. Cadillac Williams was down here recruiting today. Uh, Largo, might, Largo, by the way, is a spell of Bruce Dexter McCluster, the great running back from Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Uh, lead after athlete, year after year, come out of that school. They say this guy's phenomenal, that he's phenomenal. That is Quite frankly, significant that he's visiting. I, I didn't know he was visiting. That's a great. Uh, that's a great scoop, good scoop there. Um, they, going to Florida this weekend. Going yeah. Florida this well, weekend. The, Auburn next weekend. That, that that would be the main competition. And okay. people think he's a UF lean, but that if they're getting guys, you know, you wonder Aldridge, a young linebackers coach. What, you know, is he going to get guys on campus? Well, that, there's your answer right there. Maybe the single best linebacker in the state of Florida is going to be at Auburn on, on January 28th. Again, that's significant. And, and maybe Sterling Dixon, I believe, the, the Alabama oh, yeah. linebacker commit, uh, who Freeze went and visited on Tuesday, Mobile Christian High School. 
Let me. I, um, I, I, did anybody else just not love what Hugh Freeze did on Tuesday in the, in the South Alabama region? He went and saw. Yeah. You know, he he went directly to Alabama's heart and just gave it a little poke with the yeah. sharp end of a knife and was like, "Hey, hey." <laughs> even if you don't get, even if you don't get him, Jeff, make him work, make him sweat Damn it right. out. Yeah, right? absolutely. And, and, and by the way, and and and, and you know, if you want to, Cole, I cut you off. I'm sorry, I get all excited oh, on good. these shows. I'm all wound up. If 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 Jeffrey if Jeffrey and me being the sneaky SOBs that we are, if we were running the recruiting department at Auburn, we'd have some we'd throw some red herrings out there for Bama to, to chase after two now. Yep. I, I'd be playing some chess or trying to. I, I'd be making them sweat on guys that they have no need to sweat on. You know what I mean? But uh yeah. but that was I thought that was that's what you gotta do. Get to those schools. Let them know that you're 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 gonna be around. I I, I definitely make them Send a couple of guys late at night to the home of That's some right. people just to make sure. It's uh, it's kind of the reverse of what Gus Malzahn used to do to Nick Saban in Alabama. I'm going to steal some practice time by giving you this look on the field. In this in this regard, I'm going to steal some some uh, some of your sleep because you're worried about your recruits going to Auburn. Hmm. It's a little different, right? I'm I'm gonna hammer them. I'm gonna stay on them all day long. And you gotta you gotta come back and and win them back over before it's over with. Hey, let me add too about Jaden Lewis from Aniston, four star guy. He's a four star with on three, and he's a consensus four star uh, corner. I don't know, man. I, maybe he's the first guy to commit to add, to go along with Amon Lane. He's a guy that he told me February first is a date he's looking at for committing, which is very soon. And uh, Auburn, Tennessee, I think those are the top two. Isn't he supposed to be at Auburn the day before? He's supposed to be at Auburn three days before. He's gonna be yeah. He's gonna be at Auburn on Saturday three days before. I'm sorry, and and then commit three days later. Now he he hasn't he hasn't um, completely he hasn't completely decided on that day, but February seems likely for a, a possible commit. So. Yeah, Auburn's in a good spot there. If you're looking for a guy that might commit, he, he's a guy. You, you know they're going to be pushing for a couple of commitments out of that first right, big right. Day. Somebody's If they haven't already committed and they are saying, hey, hold on to it, let's do it after the first junior day. And it probably doesn't mean anything. I think, you know, it's just it's part of it when you get to talking to these guys. But uh, when I put that out about Jaden Lewis having a commit decision right after he's going to be in Auburn, first person that liked it, Sterling Dixon. On Twitter, so and that's an interesting. So you're kind of dovetailing into an interesting point for me of how I'm trying to track in the stats. It's how they're investing their time. Now look, it's not shying away from big battles, and you've seen that already with some of the prospects they've been visiting and some of the guys they've been hosting. But how they peg those recruitments and who they choose to truly invest their time in, and then how do they use the media? to kind of make those announcements to keep that constant buzz that we think that's, you know I mean, that helps a school specifically yes. when you've got a brand new coaching staff, keeping that constant buzz about Auburn in the media cycles. How does all that play itself out? Seeing how they're investing in Walker White. And this is not a situation like quarterback, you offer a lot, but you only really invest in probably three, four guys. And you're trying to land one of those top three, four. You're trying to lock it down into these are the three to four guys that we really got a shot with. And we saw the previous staff struggle with that, right, this past year. I mean, they were heavy into the kid from Briarwood Christian. Unfortunately, he was with Clemson very early. 
You saw us not get a lot of traction. Well, we got some traction with the kid from Memphis, but he ended up going to Ohio State and later Florida State. Oh, do you, and then you there mean was really uh, Auburn Glenn? Brock Glenn? Yeah, Auburn Brock Glenn. <laughs> and then there was really no backup plan after that. I mean, I think you had Jackson Smolik for a day before he ended up going towards Penn State. Um, there was the kid out of Milton, em- Florida. Emory, Emory Jones, Williams. Emory Williams, I'm sorry. Um, that ended up staying with Miami. So how they handle Walker White's recruitment, Drew, uh, not, excuse me, um, what's the kid's name, Mecklinger, Jake Mecklinger, Prentice Nolan, how they handle those guys, how they handle other recruitments, like you said, Cole, can they take advantage of a large junior day and then smash it in the media by getting a four-star commitment from another defensive back? Well, are they, you know what I mean, are they working things in that direction to keep all in a positive light? I'm really interested to see how this new coach is going to I think they're going to do well, but that's what I'm going to be tracking. We, you know, when Auburn got to Brock Glenn, and, and I think he was on the radar, but when they really started pushing for him, when they realized, hey, Vizina's not going to work out, Yeah, it was like – it was real late into the process, at least for a quarterback, because, you know, quarterbacks make decisions pretty quick these days. Yes. Like, as soon as the their senior year cycle goes – they're usually committed going in. They're usually the leaders of the class. They want to get in early so they can be that guy. So Auburn was real behind with that last year. And guys like Walker White, I mean, you don't see them dragging things out too long. They're going to make a decision before too long. Well, they were, they were and they weren't late with getting to Brock Lynn. I will just tell you that the summer before his junior year, Brock Lynn camped at Auburn. And a request was put into the head coach to come take a look at him, and he had some other things he had to do that day. <laughs> Sorry, man. Ac- according to our sources. That, that so. sums up the entire era right there. Well, I mean, again, it's fact, you know, you're some, it's, it's secondhand info, but it's you, know, you don't throw that out there if you don't know who your sources are. And Jeffrey and I know the same people here. And, but anyway – yeah, so, and really, they're not even early with Walker White. Like, they're sort of yeah, like yeah. With, with, you know, next year, you're going to see the 2025s that they just offered a 2025 quarterback in the past week. They're going to be, by, by next fall, they'll have already identified their guys at that point. So yeah. they'll be even three, four, or five points ahead of where they are this year. So one thing this guy knows, is that one thing he, Hugh Freeze likes to do is get his hands in there with the QB recruiting. We know that. Mm-hmm. Gonna have a lot. I'm I'm curious to see who all comes in next weekend. We'll be covering that all uh, next week. We'll be back Sunday with the call-in show. Before we go, folks, I know we got to do some hibachis this week. Yeah. Oh, Keith, don't look so dejected. I I don't have anybody. My guy's been banned. (laughs) Did you really? Oh Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I don't think he's ever allowed back. The curse curse of Keith. (laughs) All right, Jayhead. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, A.U. Tiger saying that his dad passed this morning. Oh, Just yes, wanted yes. to uh, put out my condolences to him, let him know that I'm thinking about you, and uh, give you a how about you, brother. And I, I hope that, um, that things, you know, get better sooner rather than later. I know that's got to be a really tough deal. Yep. CP. Mr. War Eagle. Yep, Mr. War Eagle. Is, is that in... M-R or is that M-I-S-D-R? It's it's MR. Okay. I'm assuming it's Mr. War Eagle is how he says it. Okay. How, how about now, I do I, I, I do have one. 
Oh, sorry. Keith. Oh, God. Who's going to ban that? No, I'm going to say Weeks. I'm going to say, you know, back over at my old site, and Jay Head, I think, knows who is Weeks. W-E-E-G-S was one of the great posters and a great person, too. And, man, he could fly off the handle that was good as any of them. That's what I love about him. My kind of guy. He will lose it, man. But he just dropped in every now and then and provides some laughter. But I've been bugging him for months to join the site, and he finally did a few. Oh, uh, gosh, maybe a month or so ago. So All I right. to get a how about you to him. Great guy. Great how about you, Weeks, man? Jay yeah. Head, I had uh how about you to AU Tiger times two, man. I, I saw that, and uh, <clears throat> I want to let him know we'll be thinking about him. Also, how about you to SPF 50, man? All you kids out there, this personal <laughs> service announcement. See that right there? <laughs> See that right there? And, and I got a scoop out of my shoulder. Sunburn. What do you call it? They froze my nose. Oh, man. I had uh what do you call it? Uh, not, it's not skin cancer. It's uh, skin tag. Yeah. No, man, not skin tags. Those are gross. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but the guy fro- froze the stuff off of me. I've had a lot of them. Yeah. Anyway, stay out of the sun, man. Put some sunblock yeah. on. Uh, huh? How about you, the mighty eagle? How about you, the barn so hard? Mm. How about you, the Steve Sawbone throwing us some uh, some big some big compliments? Appreciate you, Steve. How about you, the A H S V Huntsville Tiger? Yeah. Uh, Quality poster always has been. How about you to Jeremy Redding? Damn good poster. Yeah. How about you to Bohog? Bo yeah. Bohog, not Bohog. It's H O G. It's Hog. Yeah. Hog. 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 How about you to B One Tiger? How about you to Fifty Four A U Exterminator? I think he uh, wanted to have a beer with Keith. Mm-hmm. How about you to Z Money NC? No, of course not. It was me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> How about you to see money and see? How about you to Mr. War Eagle? We've already said him. <clears throat> and I'm going to give Mr. Weeks. There you How go. about you too, man? Welcome aboard, Weeks. Hope to see you posting. And hope you don't get banned. He will. Yeah, he will. Okay. He will. No, he's a great guy. He just you know, he loses just, it once he, in a while. Yeah, okay. <laughs> right. Hey, uh, you I'll, know what? How about you to honk if you coach for Bama? <laughs> he, I gave him a two-day ban the other day. But it was only a two-day ban. Anybody else probably would have gotten zapped. But uh, he came back. He's good. But how about you to honk? Uh, all right, folks. That's good. Hey, we're going to be all over this junior day stuff. Transfer portal's taking a back seat. We're going to be looking at basketball recruiting moving forward. We've got some yeah. announcements coming up with Tahad Pettiford, LeBaron Filan. Both of those guys are going to be announcing in the next few weeks. Auburn is certainly major, major factors in both of their recruitments. I'm going to stop short of predicting both of those guys to Auburn, but I hope to have a better feel on on them in the next few days. I'll certainly be putting out um, some feelers as we draw closer. I think February the 1st for Pettiford, and I think yeah. Phylon is not too far after that. Uh, so, yeah, everybody stay tuned, man. I hope everybody sticks around for uh, Sunday's call-in show. If you haven't liked or subscribed to our YouTube channel, please do. Please do. Just hit that subscribe button. It's free. And hit that uh, notifications. You'll know when all of our clips get uploaded, uh, and you can watch them there. Hey, appreciate everybody, man. For Jay here, for Keith, for Pink, for Zach in the back, I'm Jeffrey Lee, man. Y'all stay out of the left lane. See ya. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. 
a great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.